The feeling that people hate me and Devin Nash. Oh yeah, I, I like Devin Nash. So I have this weird thing where I think everyone hates me. Unless there's some overt indication that a person likes me, I just suspect everyone has learnt of me and hates my guts. I think this problem has gotten less over time, as maybe I, because I, I, I have a greater sense of self-worth than I once did, um, back when I had very low self-esteem, but, um, I was in Devin Nash's stream at some point, and I, I, I said something in chat, and I know what he said, but it, I was like, did he notice what I said and just, just either ignored me or just dismissed me or something? I don't know, and I, like, I can't even remember what the event was, but ever since then, I've been like, maybe Devin Nash hates me. Maybe Devin Nash has seen me doing something stupid and he hates me. He doesn't particularly keep, keep me up at night, because after all, he's just some guy on the internet. But whenever he gets mentioned, I do think, I wonder if Devin Nash doesn't like me. <laughs> I do I do like his content. I like um, his attitude and his dance moves. <laughs> if you've seen um, that old clip of his, one of his very old streams of him busting a move, he can dance very well. I would love to be able to dance as well as Devin Nash, but certainly his, if you're looking for long-form commentary on the business of esports, YouTube, Twitch, uh, it's a, a good place to go. The biggest criticism I've heard of him is he exaggerates, but I have not particularly found that to be the case myself. Honestly, who cares what anyone thinks of you? You do you and be happy. Honestly, there is always someone out there who is not going to like you no matter what you do. That is absolutely true, and I do hold that to philosophy, but in cases where you either like a person, respect them, or at the bare minimum like their content, it's a, it's a nice feeling when it's reciprocal. While it shouldn't necessarily sully a person's content for you, if you find out they hate your guts, it, I assure you, it's, it's going to have their effect. You can look at that person's content and go, man, this person does not like me, <laughs> you know? Of course, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, although, of course, it does limit the possibility of collaboration or whatever um, as a content creator. But you're right, it's not keeping me up at night. GTA 5 cutscenes with character model changes. Have you guys been getting recommended these small clips of GTA 5 where the character models are changed? Originally, I was like, that's a cool idea. Probably deserving of getting those views. It's like a simple thing that like fucking anyone could kind of do. But now I'm getting recommended to them on YouTube over and over again. And that's kind of annoying, but I, I just keep going not interested. I'm not interested in the channel, blah, blah, blah. But people send them to me all the fucking time. It's like, hey man, you know this cutscene that you've seen 18,000 times? Wouldn't you want to see it again, but with Harry Potter instead of one of the characters? No! I don't! To the 110 people who have sent me that clip, thank you, but no thank you. You might have been the EGS haircut one, yeah. I wonder if that person was inspired to start making those again because of the um, Brad one that got big on my channel. Making a VODs channel. For those unaware, VOD means video on demand. It just means you're live streaming content after you're done with it. You should make a VODs channel, like your clips channel, even if it only gets a thousand viewers a video. It's simple enough to do. Uploading my VODs would take a very, very, very long time. It takes a long time for YouTube to process 1440p footage, let alone five to six hours worth of footage. The VODs are also cut into small pieces, because I start and stop them. I, I would have to sync them together, which obviously I can't do. 
or I'd put them on parts and they'd be very confusing for the YouTube audience. Um, the video is getting ignored in recommendations. Potentially, it would mean that um, my brand would be negatively impacted in the algorithm and whatnot. There's just like there's just like, ash, like thousands of reasons why it's a terrible idea. Thousands. Like uploading specific chunks of vods is very different. Like you know, uploading two hours of Among Us games is like that's that's very different than uh, my entire vod. And considering all my VODs get processed into YouTube content anyway, it's uh, like all the best content from my VODs goes on YouTube. Or at least 95% of it. Pornhub removes all content from unverified creators in response to backlash of certain illegal content being on their platform. Yeah, I have seen the Pornhub removed or unverified content. As with most changes like that, it's going to help some people and harm other people. And I'm not educated enough on the matter to say uh, whether the help offsets the harm. Or if there was some better way they could have done it. Like obviously, Pornhub is doing it not because they care about any harm they're doing to others, but because they care about their bottom line with what was it, MasterCard and Visa being like, yo, we don't like to support platforms that have illegal content on them. I would suggest that it is more than likely an overcorrection and there were probably other things they could have done to be more precise in what they removed. But of course, they want to overcorrect to as great guarantee as possible that they're not going to lose their ability to make money. Their goal wasn't to reduce the most harm whilst causing the least harm to innocent bystanders. It was, oh my god, let us try to guarantee as much as possible that we're still going to be able to make our money. How underwhelming Cyberpunk was and the effect of delays. I have no plans to play Cyberpunk anytime soon, no. That I missed the day one hype, and that the game doesn't seem particularly amazing anyway. It's a game I'll definitely play, but I, I feel no motivation to play it. I feel very... CD Projekt Red has uh, stiffed a lot of people, and I am one of them. Oh no, I, I hear it's a perfectly fine game on uh, PC. It's one of those games where um, there's so much of it that looks underwhelming. Like that clip where a guy shoots and every single NPC gets out of the car at the exact same time and begins to car. And you're like... Or that guy who dives out of his car full speed and takes no damage. And then it's always in first person, um, outside of vehicles and stuff. It's just like... It's like, I'm sure I'll enjoy playing it. It's just, uh, there's no huge reason for me to put aside my normal obligations to play it. Had I got it on release with everyone else, of course I would have played it. Would have played and finished the entire thing by now. Without this, uh, it just becomes another game after that point. I've not seen a shred of optimized or interesting cyberpunk gameplay so far. Me either. Is exactly. Every bit of gameplay I've seen of it makes it look so underwhelming. And as a person who cares far more about gameplay than I do story, cyberpunk is just an okay game or that high for nothing. Yeah, it's it's working on a game for eight years to come out like that. It's just you know when they kept delaying it. Obviously, that was an, a very bad sign. Like, when you delay something for three months, you go, okay, what can we do in three months? What can we prioritize that we can actually finish? Then when the three months is over, and you do another three-month delay, it's like you put go to the same mindset. Okay, um, well, we kind of did the things that we could do in three months the first time. Uh, what do we do now? Like, I mean, like, the things that you'd prioritize if you know you have six months versus three months, is very different. It's complete mis mismanagement to have had that many delays. Had all those delays been 
one delay of just a long amount of time, they probably could have used their time more effectively. But having an uncertain future is it going to release, is it going to release, is it not going to release, are we going to delay it or not, um, that likely did not help things, you know. I doubt the devs were behind this shitty release. Oh, well, they, they would be set the time targets, right? It certainly it isn't the devs making the ultimate decisions. They would have made decisions within the guidelines set by the higher-ups and, you know, the, as I say, the continued uncertain future would have hamstrung them in terms of being able to get the game to a, the best state it could have been in. GTA Online holds back GTA Online. Do you particularly like GTA Online? I've said many times that that I play GTA Online at all is more that I like GTA 5. If GTA Online was its own thing and I had never played GTA 5, I would not play GTA Online for a single fucking moment. But so much do I desire for more GTA 5, I take the next best thing, which is GTA Online. With all that being said, I don't think GTA Online is a bad game. It's merely that its foundations, its systems are god-awful. Like, if I could snap my fingers right now, put myself into a deathmatch, and play with a bunch of people, do that in a heartbeat. Similar to CSGO, jump into a race quickly, but the very slow nature of doing anything in online, the grindiness, the shark card microtransaction garbage, the long loading, even though it has improved over time, certainly with me because I have a better computer. Like, it's just the shitty menus, how annoying it is to do anything in the game, like that you have to go outside of the game to a separate website to do half the functions in the game, like getting yourself additional maps and stuff, setting up things with your crew, the the hackers, the... It, it like, so much of it is just so poorly laid out and tedious and slow for that reason that the, the good game that exists within GT Online is held back so strongly, you know? How Twitch is denying me thousands of dollars. For those unaware, there is a system on Twitch where advertisers can set bounties for Twitch streamers. Twitch streamers can choose what bounties they want to do. For example, playing League of Legends for an hour for a certain amount of money. I also have a bit of a discussion about Ms. Kiv and how much money he makes. Did you guys see that Ms. Kiv had some of his financials for Twitch Leak? How much do you think that Ms. Kiv made from bounties in the last month? Don't say if you know, I'm just curious what people who don't know what things. All over the place. One person got a ride if they just get, don't know if they're guessing. But yeah, um, apparently Ms. Kiv, 40k. Now, I am no Ms. Kiv, you understand. I am not 20 plus K Andy or whatever. At the same time, you you might now understand why I'm a little bit pissed, just a teensy-weensy bit pissed, that bounties aren't available to me. I am well above the criteria for bounties, but because I live in Australia, I'm not allowed to have them. Now understand how insane that is. My audience is potentially more American than the average American streamers. I have the same eyeballs that an American streamer has. But because I'm on a different piece of dirt, I'm losing out potentially thousands of dollars of revenue a month. For those who don't know, bounties are like, hey, uh, play this game on stream for an hour and we'll give you 500 bucks. But it's, these deals happen all the time, but these are the ones done through Twitch. And they're quite lucrative. You know, watch this advertisement for a new Amazon Prime TV show on your stream, give you 500 bucks. These are what bounties are. And so obviously it shouldn't matter where I'm born or what bit of dirt I'm on, it should just matter my, my geographic location.
it shouldn't matter where, where I am, it should matter where my viewers are. And my partner manager knows this, Twitch knows this, but they just can't be fuck changing it. Now, everyone's out there with grievances about Twitch and how they're handling different things, but, but look at it from my point of view. I am a partner on this website, but I'm not really a partner, you know what I'm saying? There is tiers of partners who get different levels of treatment, and I am the, I'm on the lowest possible tier in Twitch's books. Doesn't matter how successful I come, I become, they don't seem to give much of a shit. I can understand why Mizkif would be annoyed that that kind of thing would leak, because, I mean, it's not, I suppose it's not that hard to calculate how much money Mizkif makes just looking at his subs, because he has over 20k subs. So he's making, just on Twitch, just from subs, like, close to 80k or whatever a month. And then ads and all that stuff, like, whenever he gets excited, when he gets a card worth 5k or whatever, I'm just like, I still understand why that would be exciting, right? Because you get the cool thing, the high-value thing, the rare thing. But it's obvious that Mizkif, if he really wanted to, could buy himself, like, one copy of, like, every single rare first edition card and, and not break a sweat. I don't think it's all an axe. Like, if you, if you play poker and you win yourself 200 bucks, it's a cool feeling. Yeah, I won, woo! Like, that 200 bucks is not going to radically change your life. You may just go back to gambling that 200 bucks and lose it again later. But that feeling of, oh my god, it's a rare thing, oh, that's so cool, is, is, is awesome. Like, it's, it, it's even enjoyable to watch another person do that. I don't think it's fake, but I'm sure when Mizkif sits back at the end of the day, he goes, that doesn't really matter all that much, <laughs> like, you know? You don't see the appeal? I just like seeing people happy. <laughs> I don't know, man. Enth like, enthusiasm, uh, passion or whatever, it's infectious, you know? As long as it feels sincere, it's, a, it's an awesome thing to watch. Like, you can, you can not understand, even slightly, what's going on. But if people are really happy and, and the thing is, oh, that's awesome, yeah, cool, yeah, you know. It's a fun thing to watch. I doubt it. He's really happy with the Lugia offstream. Oh, he got Lugia, did he? Interesting. I mean, uh, I have personally never understood the appeal of collecting a bunch of stuff. Like, I can understand the appeal in winning stuff, or getting some rare thing, but at the end of the day, putting it on your shelf and looking at it, I can't imagine getting satisfaction from that. Or maybe I would, who knows? It's, it's not something I've done a lot of in my life, because I never had money to waste in that way. Like, if someone offered me a glass cabinet with a copy of every single Charmander card ever made, like a one copy of each, not not every single one, obviously. You know what I'm saying? Like every ass of Charmander in Pokemon cards. I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Put it on my wall. That sounds kind of neat, but I would never go the effort to achieve such a thing, you know? The digital stuff in like CS skins and all that. I'm I'm the same way with that. I don't really understand the appeal. Like looking cool in a video game. Sure, I understand the appeal over not looking cool, right? But I'm I'm not particularly fussed. Like, if I join a game and my character looks like complete shit, I'm like, eh. Because I'm, I'm mainly interested in the gameplay. If I have the option to make myself look cool, I make myself look cool and I never think about it again. Like, I've had the same outfit in GTA Online since the Casino Heist came out. And before that, I had the same outfit in GTA Online since the first time I played, which was just wearing a suit. It's weird that I value more the achieving of the intangible thing, like the goal. 
finishing Oko, getting a cool speedrun, than I do about having some material thing, you know? The knowledge that I have achieved X goal is more... It brings me more satisfaction than I have gotten this physical object that is now in my room over there. I suppose that the physical object is the goal, or that the physical object represents the intangible goal, as in, like, uh, I have a plaque over there that says I had 100k subs. Similar, but I mean, I just, I just don't need that physical thing. I don't need that thing on my wall to look at every day. It's the same way I've never felt it necessary to ever get a tattoo of something. There's nothing that I want to see every day. And there's no satisfaction I would gain from, from having such a thing. That's just my mindset. I'm not saying it's a correct one. It's just, it's just how I feel. I would say I find far more satisfaction in the things that you achieve either through time and effort versus achieving through money. The two ways that I have been in contact with Rockstar. Have you ever been in contact with Rockstar for any reasons? There was two ways that I've been contact in contact with Rockstar. One, I met a dude at PAX 2019 uh, who worked in the Australian media side of uh, Rockstar. He still follows me on Twitter, but he doesn't use Twitter that much. I don't know. And then I was in talks with this media agency to um, potentially have them represent me or whatever. But they were fairly new to the gaming industry and I was a bit nervous about it. And so I just said, look, if you, if you get some, if you got a deal or something that you think we'd both benefit from me knowing about, you know, feel free to tell me. I didn't have any formal agreement with them. Uh, but one thing they said is that, yeah, we, we talked to Rockstar or whatever about you and whether or not you are, uh, they want to be, do something with you or whatever. And they're like, uh, and apparently Rockstar was like, ah, oh, you know, next year, maybe we'll might do some more stuff with community people. And they said that, uh, well, because obviously this is speaking through a middleman. Agencies said, yeah, apparently they respect the stuff that you do. And they consider your more, um, let's say, bombastic criticisms to be... Like, it's, it's about the entertainment value. Like, I suppose, in Rockstar's mind, if they were to dislike every single content creator who had been critical of them, they'd have to dislike every single content creator, right? I'm sure some people at Rockstar, at least, do have enough of an understanding to know that everything that they do isn't necessarily going to be well accepted by content creators. But the sentiment that was expressed to me or whatever by the middleman the agency guy was just like, yeah, they don't hate you. And I was like, oh, that's good. I'm sure what probably helps Rockstar not dislike me, other than that, of course, we, we I'm sure people in their company really love GTA 5 and I really love GTA 5 too, so we share that in common. But also because it's it's just a fact that my content has driven sales of GTA 5 or has led people to go back to play the game. Because obviously, just being reminded of the existence of GTA 5 what leads people to go, Oh yeah, I haven't played that game in a long time. Oh, I missed that game. I'm going to boot that game up or I'm going to play some online or whatever it is, you know. It's content creators like me, like Sonny Evans, like all of us, it keeps GTA 5 in the consciousness. It, it pops into people's minds or social media feeds or whatever, leading people to be more likely to play either the original game, purchasing it for the first time, or playing online. And whatever criticisms I've had of Rockstar, clearly my overall effect, regardless of whether or not that has been my goal, is to uh, lead people to play GTA 5 more and GTA Online more. I'm sure they don't have any... Uh, 
delusion that I'm sitting here as a marketing rep for Rockstar. My only goal in life is to ma make Rockstar more money. Clearly, that's not my goal. So they're not going to love me, right? I'm not doing this, doing what I do out of altruism for Rockstar. But I'm sure they recognize on some level that my existence does bring them benefit. Whatever they may think about me personally, from a business standpoint, I am a benefit for Rockstar. So they're not likely ever going to squish hey, me under their shoe. Having a rat as a pet. What do I think of rats as pets? I saw this documentary once that this kid had a rat and it ended up being this balding old dude who had transformed himself into a rat like 15 plus years ago. Since then I've, I've come to the conclusion that probably having a rat as a pet is not a good idea. Who knew you ran that kind of risk having that kind of a pet? Why I don't enjoy the holidays. Dude, I like holidays and Christmas. I don't have any holidays. And I'm not a particularly festive person. All holidays mean is that on the very rare occasions when I used to go to the store before COVID, there'd be a lot of people there and that would annoy me. There's the significance of holidays to me. Holidays are expectations that I go to particular gatherings, that I buy people gifts. It's just pressure, an obligation. There is nothing that I want materially that I need other people to buy me. I can see my family anytime, but usually when I see my family, it's uh, when it's a convenient time. But for Christmas, regardless of what I want to do on the 25th of December, I have to go see my family. There's no benefit that Christmas gives me because of my line of work. Will I get a P.O. box? Will I open a P.O. box? So being Australian and the majority of my audience, the vast majority, not being in my country, Opening a P.O. box will mean that people will be paying an extraordinary amount of money for shipping. Besides, the, the hassles of dealing with all the boxes and storage and, um, and all that jazz, I don't think it's something that I want to invest the time in. Vanilla Coke is trash. Vanilla Coke is trash. They took something that's good, Coke, and they added vanilla to it, which is trash. Actually, vanilla, vanilla is okay. Basically, they combine two good things together to make it ter fucking terrible. All variations of Coke and Pepsi have just made Coke and Pepsi worse in terms of flavor. Watching Force and PB in Minecraft. Sly was there today, guys, when Forson got a PB in his Minecraft speedrun. People were spamming, I was here, Pog Champ. And I was like, man, I missed that shit. I miss achieving the goal. I don't know how close he is to world record though. Does anyone know the world record for the category he's doing? The time he got was like 28 minutes. It seems like that category has so much RNG that you can... Surely someone has done better than that. 15 minutes? Is that real time or game time? When runs have that much RNG, you need to uh, play a lot to, to be able to instantly respond to any situation you're given to make the decisions that have the greatest strategic likelihood of you succeeding you know you gotta do like thousands of runs uh i never completed a minecraft speedrun i failed every time but forson's chat is terrible and forson's stream there's nothing about him doing runs that's different than like anyone else doing runs he barely talks to chat he barely says anything that isn't related to the game. You could substitute Forsen with fucking anyone and it'd be the same stream, but Forsen's just the one that I know doing it, you know? 
Doppelgangers. The superstition of doppelganger, what, that there's a person out there who looks exactly like you? Well, of course, that's going to be the case. Given that there's 7 billion people, there's going to be... If you lined everyone up in terms of their dissimilarity with yourself, there would be a person who was close enough to you that they would be effectively indistinguishable. But of course, under close examination, you'd find differences, you know, scars, pimples, uh, you know, moles, whatever, just small, tiny things. Slight variations. But obviously there would be, there would have to be someone out there who is the closest possible to who you are. It's why with every celebrity that is out there, there's always like copycat pornography of them or whatever. You can occasionally find um, posts put on Reddit of this guy is the Mexican counterpart of this actor or whatever, you know? I want to replay GTA 4. I want to play through GTA 4 again. I miss that game. I occasionally get recommended small clips of it and I'm like, man. But see, but what I really want though is just new GTA story content. It's the same way that I feel when I think I should rewatch that series. And I realize I don't want to rewatch the series. I want new content for a particular series. And I know playing through it again is not going to be. It's not going to scratch that itch that I have, you know? I don't prefer GTA 4 over GTA 5, but I, I prefer the characters individually in GTA 4. Uh, a bunch of the bit characters in this game are in GTA 4. Oh, yeah, I didn't love the driving in GTA 4, but I, I, I kind of got used to it over time. At best, it just became passable and you kind of got used to its quirks. But GTA 4 looks so bleak and washed out, which kind of, to a degree, fit the tone of the game, but it was probably a little bit too bleak in terms of its coloring. My favorite Sonic game. My favorite my Sonic game? Sonic 06. Great game. Probably the best well-programmed game of all time. Now, for me, it's either Sonic Adventure Battle 2 for GameCube, or Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine for C Sega Mega Drive. Though, of course, the Mean Bean Machine game was just a reskin of some other game that already existed. I loved that game, dude. It was a great game. Never played Sonic Pinball. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing, and I wish you all the best. Thank you.